Discovering Chinese dramas in 2018 opened up a whole new world of Asian dramas to me, and I've been hooked ever since. Four years later, Tea and Soju was born, so that I can extend my love of Chinese dramas and Asian dramas in general to others out there and find a community. So, sit back and let's chat Asian dramas. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Tea and Soju Sea Drama Podcast. I'm your host Liliana and as you may or may have not noticed, there's been a little change within the name for the podcast. There's a couple of things I'm playing around with. Um, so basically, uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times, but we're coming up on the one year anniversary of the podcast and I'm going to have a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm not sure how long. It'll probably be maybe a month that there won't be any episodes released and um, but in the meantime, you know, that month is going to be because I want to, you know, uh, plan a couple of things for the podcast and do some behind the scenes kind of work on it. And there's some very exciting things coming up for it. And I can't wait to share with you. But one of those things is that I've been playing around. So when I first named the podcast, I love the idea of having it named Tea and Soju. A friend of mine came up with that. And, you know, it took forever to actually get a name down, but I just feel like it's a really unique name. But I realized that Tea and Soju um, Asian Drama Podcast, it's kind of, I don't know, I, I love it, but the podcast has become solely Chinese drama focused way way more than I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be highly 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 Chinese dramas because at the time that's what I thought was really missing from podcasts in general uh, at least, you know, I th- people talked about it here and there, but there wasn't like when I first started podcasting, there wasn't that many around. Not that there weren't any at all, but there weren't that many podcasts around that solely focused on Chinese dramas. So I thought, you know, that's what I kind of wanted to focus on. So I've kind of like rebranded the podcast a little bit um, just to see, you know, just so people can find it a little bit easier. And also, I feel like I don't really talk enough about other Asian dramas, at least not yet. That might be something that, you know, we'll get into more in future episodes. But as of right now, I don't really talk about that much um, other Asian dramas. Um, apart from Chinese dramas. So I kind of want to put that out there and sort of like mention that's what mainly the podcast is. So that's been the little change. There's a couple of things that I'm excited to kind of like change about and see where we're going to go. Um, I've even been playing with the idea. I mean, I love tea and soju, but I feel like it's, I don't know. I don't, what do you guys think? Like, do you think there's that I should, because I was thinking soju is a very Korean thing and I feel a little bit bad having that in the name and not like talking about Korean dramas as much but I feel like I just haven't been connecting with them in a little while and you know I don't know I've been having I don't know I've been having one of those um kind of like the last kind of two weeks um I don't know, this has turned into way deeper of a, an intro than I thought this was going to be. But anyways, um, we're, we're here, we're going to talk about it. But sometimes as a content creator, you kind of like get those niggling feelings of doubt. And I feel like um, I was talking to actually to two uh 
people that I've become, you know, some of my favorite people in terms of content creators, but not just that, but friends, Caitlin and Jess, Caitlin from uh, No Sleep for Dramas blog and Jess from Daybuck. You guys have heard me mention them multiple times, you know. Uh, But anyways, I was talking to them and we were having this conversation. Um, Caitlin had said she'd posted something and she had said um, that, you know, she kind of like had a little moment of self-doubt in herself of why am I posting this? You know, nobody even cares, you know, and I feel like that's the side that content creators don't often share is the side of, oh God, do we even, why are we doing this? And then at the end of the day, it always comes back to because we love it, because it's a hobby that we love. And that's what comes through because we love talking Asian dramas or, you know, uh, we love, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? We love connecting with others out there that also love Asian dramas. So at the end of the day, that's what we do, you know, all of this for. But you kind of get those moments of self-doubt that you start to think, is it, you know, is it even worth it? Is it, is it, you know, I still love doing the podcast. I honestly do. And at the end of the day, I don't think it will go away anytime soon because I love Asian dramas and I love talking about them. So, you know, that's the two main, um, I think reasons for me having the podcast at the end of the day was to like share that love, especially for Chinese dramas, because I felt like that was um, not as prominent as it is now a year later. Um but yeah, I, I've been having, but that's where all of these things are coming from anyways. Um, so I thought I'd share that with you guys because I feel like sometimes, you know, it's nice to kind of get those doubts out there. Um, I don't think I get them quite as often. Caitlin was saying exactly the same. She's been doing her blog, I think, three years now. And she was saying she doesn't get those like doubts as often. Um, it's a lot rarer for her nowadays. And I kept thinking, you know, um, I actually thinking back when I first started the podcast, I would have doubts about every decision I would make for the podcast. And nowadays, I'm just like, look, I'm just going to sit down, talk about, you know, a drama that I love or whatever it may be, and hope it resonates with people out there and hope that they enjoy like sharing that fangirl experience with me. So um, yeah, that's that's that was a very long like off topic uh, discussion. But I thought it was quite interesting to start, you know, the episode on that note with, you know, the little change and why the little change in the name and why that's happening. Um, I feel like that will be a couple of things that we're swapping around all for the good. Don't worry, guys. Podcast is still going to be, you know, pretty much as it is now in format. It's just like little small things that um, I want to, you know, improve the quality of, um, you know, posts and just in general stuff. So, that was that. Without further ado, I haven't even said what the episode is about, but if you've clicked on it, you've probably read the title. It is the end of the month, and that means it is time for Currently Watching. And I have been in the biggest slump ever since Hidden Love finished. So I my list is a little bit all over the place, actually. In terms of like what I'm watching, it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of like genres and things happening within my Currently Watching list. 
list. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. But before we get into all of that, if you want um, to chat any Asian dramas or anything in you know general, my DMs are always open over on the socials. So that will be you know Instagram, Twitter, email. That's all linked. And I also now have a TikTok. I've started posting quite a lot of stuff on there, and I just have fun with it. You know, clips of episodes that I enjoy and things like that. So you will find um, a lot of like my currently watching, you will find over there because you will know because I'll be posting like little snippets um, over on the, the uh, TikTok and that's all linked in the description notes. There is also Patreon. I do release uh, every month. I release new episodes on there in terms of movie reviews, which I have been a little bit behind, but I'm actually going to release in the next sort of month, going to release three new movie uh, reviews over on Patreon. And there's also going to be a couple of new episodes for short dramas that I've been checking out and wanting to talk about. So there's lots of new things happening for the Patreon. And actually, if you guys, you know, August is coming up, that'll be the last month for, you know, season, we'll call it season one of the podcast. And then there won't be any episodes for, I don't know, like the exact amount of time, but I'm going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus. But Patreon will still get their episodes. So this will be a good time for you guys to sign up over there and check it out. And and, you know, you will still get content over there if you so wish. So that's all linked in the description notes. And there is also, we were just talking about community and all of that. There is also the Discord server. Not only, uh, you know, you can chat to fellow people who also love Asian dramas, but there's also fellow content creators like Jess and Caitlin are over there. And, you know, um, there's a couple of other content creators over on the Discord. So it's quite fun because we get to talk to you guys directly, like about shows or whatever it may be. And it's a lot of fun over there. So everything's linked in the description. I've rambled on enough. So let's actually get into today's episode. And that is the currently watching episode for the month of July. I almost said August, guys. I don't know what's happening. I've completely lost the... I don't know. Has this happened to any of you? Like, ever since the pandemic, I, I can't seem to tell time. Like, I get lost. I don't know what month it is. And then, like, I don't know what day of the week it is. A lot of the time, I, I you know... I feel like this has just become a part of my personality now that I lose track of like where we are in the year. I can't believe it's already July. Like what is even happening? What is even happening? I feel like time is flying by. So, uh, but yeah, and as it is July, we are in the height of summer in terms of, you know, well, summer in general. But if you guys are new to Chinese dramas, you may not know this, but summertime is actually a really, really busy time for Chinese dramas. In the case that because so... Chinese dramas still primarily and will, I think, for a long time. I don't think they will be affected. Um, so what I mean by this is Korean dramas 
were affected by like Netflix and other big companies coming in and kind of like, um, I don't know, uh, investing money in them. I don't think that will happen to Chinese dramas just because the companies that record these are the same companies that distribute them. They are very, very wealthy companies, like very big companies. So they aren't necessarily floundering for money um, or, you know, they have a very, very large audience within China itself. So, you know, what I mean by that is, at, what I was saying in terms of that is, at this time of the year, you have, you know, teenagers, you have young adults and all of that on their school holidays, but also you have people taking vacation. I sounded so American right there. I never say vacation. I always say holiday. <laughs> that that was, it's been a week, guys, clearly. Um, but what I was saying, um, you know, you have people on holiday, you have a lot happening in the summertime. And what that means is people have a lot more free time in general. So a lot of Chinese dramas get released in the summertime. Like there's always a rush of Chinese dramas um, within, I think, uh, June, July, August, a little bit of September, but it's mainly like June, July, August that we get a whole bunch of Chinese dramas. And it's been showing. It's been showing because there's just been drama after drama after drama. Like it just got announced. Um, I can't remember the name, but I was literally just looking it up. If you guys have watched uh, When I Fly Towards You, the female lead from that um, has actually got a new drama coming out and it's called Exclusive Fairy Tale and it's going to air on Aichi tomorrow. So I'm, you know, tomorrow, 27th of July. And basically the fun thing is, um, the fun thing is, uh, they are dropping the whole drama, the whole drama in one day, all 24 episodes of it. And I'm like, really, Aichi? Really, really? We're going to go there. So what is sleep? I don't know anymore. Um, so yeah, th this is what's happening. Summertime is crazy for Chinese dramas. There's so many. It's like every week there's like a new drama almost every day. That's how, like how crazy hectic it gets. Um, I don't think it's quite that bad, but it, it's like there's at least a few new dramas every week. Um, so yeah, and the thing is, it'll be like the high budget, high anticipated dramas. So it's all the ones you kind of want to check out anyways. So it ends up like this all the time. So this has turned into kind of like a just me sitting down and chatting episode. I hope you guys are okay with that. I, you know, I'm just having a conversation with you today. That's clearly where we're going um, with this episode. Uh, but that means so I finished up Hidden Love. You know, guys, I've talked about it enough. But that was the only thing I had on my absolutely loving, like, last month. And now I'm like, I have nothing on the absolutely loving category. Um, I just went straight into this. But if you guys are new to the podcast, um, I kind of do the currently watching in um, categories. And that's simply because it kind of helps me judge, especially when I have quite a few shows on, like, what to watch first. If it's a show that I'm really, really enjoying, then I'm going to prioritize episodes of that drama over a drama that, you know, I'm only semi-enjoying or anything like that. So categories tend 
going to work in absolutely loving, really enjoying, enjoying, um, still not sure. So that's the kind of drama that I maybe have only watched a couple of episodes of or, you know, there's a couple of things that I'm enjoying, but I'm still not quite sure if it's something I'm going to fully watch. And then I just have my completed dramas and... For this episode, I'm also going to do a little on-hold list update. So back at the beginning of the year, I decided that I wanted to have an empty on-hold list by the end of the month, by the end of the year. And I've been making progress on that. I was doing really well. And then all of these dramas came out and all of a sudden, like, that list grew. But I made some progress this month. Like, I did. So I want to share that too. But so absolutely loving. I have nothing on that list. And then really enjoying. I have um, uh, the Korean drama. We're going to start with the Korean drama today because why not? Uh, I have the Korean drama See You in My 19th Life. It is a Netflix. Uh, it is airing on Netflix. Well, it did. It finished this weekend. Uh, just gone. Um, and it stars Shin Hae-sun and Ah Bo-hyun. So basically... I will, guys, I will say what's happening. I usually don't really mind spoilers at all. So even though I think I have three episodes left of this drama, I pretty know, pretty much know exactly everything that's happened. And I can say I'm pretty happy with it. There was like spoilers everywhere. It was impossible to avoid. Um... So I kind of like got bombarded with the spoilers. So even though I fell behind a little bit, uh, I do intend to kind of like wrap this one up this week. Um, And I think that's why I wasn't such in a rush to kind of like go and finish it off. It's because I already know what's going to happen. But I do want to go and actually watch it, if that makes sense. So I am excited to go. I know a lot of people. This one also seemed like it was like a little bit of a I mean, divisive. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. Like, people either really enjoyed it or some people kind of, like, found it a bit boring. So that'll be interesting. Which court do you lie in? Like, did you really enjoy this one? Or were you just okay with it? So, you know, that's the Korean drama, See You in My 19th Life. Now, the next drama. I'm really enjoying this drama. But there's a couple of caveats that come with it. So, this is a Chinese drama. It is a Xiancha and it is called Lost You Forever. And it stars Yang Zi, Zhang Wanyi, Deng Wei, Tan Jianxu, Dai Lu Wa, and Wang Hongyi. Now, this drama, it is hard to explain this drama. But the opening, so first of all, let me just start with the fact that this is an S plus drama. Whenever you see that term, if you guys are unfamiliar with it. It just basically means it's kind of like a class of sorts. And it basically means this drama has a lot of money behind it. And it means whoever, you know, whichever company, um, owns the drama not only put a lot of money into it but it also like promote it all over the place it'll really push for that drama because it's a drama they kind of like want to get a lot of money out because they put a lot of money into it so basically that's you know the gist of it s plus just means a lot of money has been put into the drama and basically this is definitely an s plus drama the first episode was beautiful absolutely beautiful and i was hooked there is a caveat to this though First of all, I feel like this drama 
is is gonna break my heart it, it like it's shaping up to be that kind of story and the thing is there is three male leads and one female lead and i mean i'm already getting like i don't even know like who to be you know second male syndrome from because at the end of the day you kind of can see who she's intending to end up with but also you could kind of see her with all the other male leads as well so it's kind of fun um it's a different role for Yang Zi because I feel like I've seen her in Xianxia before but this role she feels like she starts off as a very different character to what I've seen, you know, in someone in something like Ashes of Love. She's definitely a different character from that. So I'm very excited to keep watching. I haven't even told you guys what this drama is about. Um, it's a little bit hard to explain. And actually, the MDL description doesn't explain it that well either, I don't think. Uh, but it says, uh, in ancient, ancient times, humans mixed with deities and demons. The world consisted of Shinong, Xuan Yuan, and Gaoxin. Wandering in Dahuang, Zhu Yao from Gaoxin lost her identity and appearance. She settled in Qing Shui town and was renamed Wen Xiao Liu. The prince Chiang Xuan of Xuan Yuan was Xiao Lu's cousin. To find Xiao he traveled around Da Huang and came to Qing Shui Town. So basically, this is just like MDL's description feels a little bit convoluted. Basically, this is like deities and demons and whatnot, but actually a lot of the story is um, passed in the earthly realm. You actually start, the story starts in kind of like the earthly realm almost, but basically you have our female lead and she, you know, um, when she was a kid, she used to uh, live, they call him cousin, but I don't think they, they are cousins, but that feels a little off because I feel like they're headed for romance. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But basically, I don't know if like um, the kids' mothers were just like sworn sisters and not necessarily blood-related sisters. That would make a lot more sense to me. Uh, but I'm not sure. But anyways, um, so basically when they were kids, they kind of used to train together. They, you know, used to have a lot of fun together. And a lot of tragedy happens in the first episode. And basically they end up torn apart and without any parents. And um, so here's the male lead. He wants to find her again. But for some reason, she kind of like um, gets lost from where she was supposed to be going. And her appearance completely changes. And she actually ends up settling down in this town as a man and like a physician. So she's a doctor. So it's really interesting. And then she kind of like stumbles across this um, guy who's almost dying and turns out he's a deity, a pretty powerful deity. He's a nine-tailed fox. And then we have a demon who she also stumbles across and who is for some reason enchanted with her and he is like a I think it's a nine-headed um serpent so it's really fun like I am loving it like beautifully done this drama so far um I have watched currently I believe six episodes um I think there's seven and eight out tonight so I will be watching that after I you know record this episode so I'm very excited um, to see where this story goes. And it kind of hooked me straight away. Although, also, there is 
caveat to all of this. They say this is season one. Now, this drama, I think supposedly was like 60 episodes, which isn't allowed anymore because of the new rules and whatnot. And I think Tencent, who is airing um, Lost You Forever, has actually decided to go the route of splitting it into two as a part from cutting it down, which means we may not see season two until back end of this year, maybe early next year. So I'm a little bit worried, <laughs> but I've kind of jumped in now and I can't jump back out. So we're here, we're in for the ride and we'll see. Again, I feel like I may be heading for heartbreak. I feel like a lot of heartbreak is going to be happening in this drama, but we're buckled in and we're ready for the ride. Um, So that's where we're going with it. And that is Lost You Forever. Now, next up on the list, I have another Chinese drama and it's one that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it, but maybe I haven't been looking. And I have actually only watched a couple of episodes, but I'm so intrigued by it that I'm excited to keep watching. And that is the Chinese drama Stay With Me, and it stars Xu Bin and Zhang Zhongmin. Now, what I find interesting about this, technically this drama is supposed to be a BL, and I don't even know how they're airing because they kind of really do show like a BL, if that makes sense. So the MDL description reads, Su Yu, a high school student who lives a simple life with his father, faces a major change when his mother remarries a wealthy man, introducing him to his stepbrother, Wu Bi. Despite their initial differences, Su Yu being a cold and arrogant top student, while Wu Bi is an unreasonable underachiever, their relationship takes an unexpected turn after an accident. As they gradually warm up to each other, their bond grow stronger however when a heated fight arises their true identities are revealed so i'm watching this over on vicky and i i like i said i'm quite excited this is 24 episodes of 35 minutes there is kind i think they're trying to say it's a bromance but there's a lot of like clear moments that it's definitely not a romance like a bromance so i again i'm just very curious of how this drama is even even airing because if you know, you've been following Chinese dramas, you know there was a huge crackdown on anything that was even shapely remotely, you know, inclined to BBL or you know based on BL source material or whatever it may be. So I don't actually know the backstory of this drama. I'm gonna have to dig a little bit and see how this is even um, you know um, airing. Uh, but I'm excited that it is, and I'm actually really really enjoying it. I find it you know kind of different drama. Um, I was looking up and I haven't really uh, watched the. I think I have. I See, I was thinking about uh, if I was watching, if I'd watched the male leads in anything before, and I have. I've kind of watched them as like little support roles here and there, and I've kind of enjoyed them. So, you know, we'll see. But again, it's very early days. I think I've only watched uh, maybe two or three episodes, but it is kind of like a coming of age youth drama in a sense. And I am very much in the mood for those right now. They just suit where, you know, what I want to be watching. So this one is working really well for me, mainly because of that, but also because I'm really interested to see how far they're going to go, like how much they're going to push the story. Um, so yeah, that is uh, Stay With Me. And you can check that out on Vicky. And I also feel like it may be on on uh, Gaga Ooh La La, 
I don't have that subscription, so I'm watching over on Vicky. Uh, but yeah, I do recommend, like, if you like youth dramas and if you like, like, BL and that sort of thing, I would definitely recommend trying this one out. But again, I'm only a couple of episodes in, so don't come for me if this turns into a bad one. But I've come, actually, how I discovered this drama is, you know, how apparently a lot of people discover dramas in general, is I stumbled across a video over on TikTok and it was of this drama. And it kind of had like a scene where the two male leads were kind of like laying in bed. One was like on his back and the other one was like resting his head on his on the other guy's back. And they were just having like a really nice conversation. And I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Like, where is this coming from? So that's how I kind of like stumbled across it. So I definitely want to see where else where else they're going to go. And so next up, we've got the enjoying category. And this one, I feel like I should really be putting this one on the really enjoying um, because it's a miracle that I'm enjoying it as much as I am because it is a wushier drama. And it's not necessarily that I don't like wushier. I just tend to not enjoy it. Like it's not a genre I tend to go for necessarily. But that is the Chinese drama Mysterious Lotus Casebook and it stars Chang Yi, Joseph Sang and Xiao Shun Yao. Now guys, this this drama just opened up with a bang. Like it literally, like the first episode, again, I feel like it has money behind it because it looks good. And Chang Yi just always looks really good whenever it comes like period costume or anything like that. And and if you've watched Changi before, he was the male lead in Love and Redemption. He also was the male lead in Immortal Samsara last year. And basically, he tends to play like these kind of like cold characters. But in this drama, he plays like this almost, I don't know, chilled laid back doctor on like as a front. So he's kind of like this playful, not really gives a care, you know kind of character and I'm really enjoying seeing him as this um character that I haven't really seen from him before. But the MDL description reads as, 10 years ago, Li Xiangyi, the master of the Sigu sect, dominated with his superior superior swordmanship and was a symbol of light in the martial arts world. However, he suddenly disappeared along with Di Fei Shang, the leader of the Jin Yuan Alliance. After they arranged the arranged to battle in the East Sea, 10 years later, Li Lian Hua is a countryside doctor who travels dragging around a lotus tower. He accidentally becomes famous and gets pulled into the pugilistic world that he no longer wants to have any connection with. Fang Du Bing, a passionate youth who dreams of becoming a hero, realizes that Li Lian Hua is not a simple man and vows to find proof that Li Lian Hua has been impersonating a famous doctor. Meanwhile, Di Fei Shang, who has always regarded Li Xiangyi as a fierce enemy has also re-emerged in the pugilistic world and recognizes that the unremarkable doctor Li, Li Lianhua is none other than Li Xiangyi. <laughs> After a series of cases, Li Lianhua, Di Fei Shang and Fang Du Bing gradually come to forge a deep friendship and join hands in solving mysterious cases to uphold justice. Basically, all of that fuffle to say they are three guys three heroes 
who are kind of wandering the pugilistic world and solving cases. That is literally like the gist of this story. Uh, There's a lot of like background at play, but basically the gist of it is that, again, the fighting scene's really, really good. And I've been enjoying the cases um, that they have on. They're quite fun to watch. Um, I really like that as of yet, yes, there is like a overall arching theme behind the drama, but like every couple of episodes, say every two, three episodes, there's like a new case that they're solving. I really enjoy that because I feel like whenever that happens, it keeps the drama really fresh and entertaining because you're always moving to the next case. And as they're going, they're kind of like finding little things that kind of link to the overall story. Um, I really like when that's done. So I'm really enjoying this one. Um, again, not necessarily a genre I go for, but I feel like that's a really good thing. Um, that it's pulled me in that, you know, that well. So next up, I have a very short drama. And by short, I mean, it's one of those that is like 10 minutes per episode. And it's called Extremely Perilous Love. And it stars Daisy Lee and Wang Zhu Yi. And basically, it's kind of like a wild story. It's one of those crazy ones. Uh, but because it's only like 10 minutes, I kind of enjoy watching it. Um, you know, it's done pretty well for what it is. And the MDL description reads, The gripping tale of Yin, the daughter of a prestigious doctor's family, driven by her determination to avenge her father, she goes to great lengths, even altering her appearance. In a twist of fate, she finds herself married to General Gu Shanghan, a noble warrior. This marriage, however, was intended for Xu Qingqing, the daughter of the prime minister. So basically, our female lead thinks our male lead has killed her whole family and she kind of wants to get revenge on him. So what she does is she does this crazy thing, I don't know, with needles and stuff. And basically she takes on the face of the uh, woman who was meant to marry him. And that woman kind of didn't want to marry him anyways. She kind of wanted to go do her own thing. So she readily accepted the exchange. And basically she's like trying to bring him down you know that's what she's trying to do but it turns out that they have a connection they met I think um five years earlier and it wasn't you know there's a lot behind that story there so it's one of those you know it's kind of really short and it's only about 10 minutes per episode I'm watching it on Yoku um and I'm just having fun with it you know these short dramas there's always not a lot to say about them because they are at the end of the day just kind of like fun things to watch and you know that's what I'm watching next up on my list I have a Thai drama and that is the drama Enigma and it stars Win and Prim and funnily enough I was really excited because you will find out later on, but I actually finished a drama recently with these two in. So I was really excited to, to, you know, for this one. Now, this drama is like horror and youth and supernatural. And there is a lot of like gore and blood and that sort of thing. So if that's not your thing, maybe this drama isn't quite for you, but I'm really enjoying it. Also, it's only four episodes. It's airing one episode a week. So we're episode, um, or on episode two now, 
So you could easily wait another two weeks and just kind of like binge the whole thing. I was impatient and I started watching it. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. And basically is um, the MDL description, very short. It reads, there is something wrong with Faz High School. Strange events have been happening around her. In which way are they related to the new teacher and Jin? Um, so basically, I think there's like a big possession happening in, you know, possession as in demon possession happening in her high school and they're killing off the top students and basically he kind of like he's a I don't know what the word is um I don't know like the Korean term for it is kind of like a shaman but I don't know what like the even like English word is or but basically he kind of comes in to clean that up basically the gist of the story but it is only four episodes so I'm like wondering if they're going to manage to pull off the story in four episodes I'm intrigued to find out if that is or not the case um but I am enjoying it and it's saying it's available on Prime Video uh but I don't, I don't know it is. Uh, I'm watching it over on YouTube, the GMMTV uh, YouTube channel. So that's where I'm uh, watching that one. And that's Enigma. Uh, so the next one is one that I, it just brings joy to my heart, I will say. And I'm really enjoying it because it's a drama that I can't realistically say I'm absolutely loving it or anything like that because the story is, uh, you know, it is what it is. But that is the Chinese drama, The Princess and the Werewolf. I, I probably should put it on the really enjoying category again because I am really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Now, if you don't know, this is the sequel to the Chinese drama, Go Princess Go!, which was the drama story that Mr. Queen from last year, the Korean drama, Mr. Queen was based on. Uh, it's kind of like, so Mr. Queen is an adaptation of Go Princess Go. And basically um, this, so the princess and the werewolf uh, in Go Princess Go, they, spoiler alert, they have a little kid and the story that is happening in The Princess and the Werewolf is that kid's story. Um, so you don't necessarily have to watch Go Princess Go to be able to understand this one. You just have to know that basically the story of Go Princess Go is that a 21st century female travels back in time and kind of like radically changes things up so whenever you kind of see you know modern things like there's a pair of earrings in the princess and the werewolf that are very modern that's the background that comes into it you know she'll do and say a lot of you know modern things like she'll say cool and stuff like that and that's why it's because it all comes from her mother because her mother still very much has like her 21st century roots and um, so i think that's the piece of like knowledge that you kind of need to know going into this um there it's briefly explained in the drama but you know having that little bit more of background uh behind it is you know always appreciated i think but basically i was saying i didn't even guys tell i didn't even tell you guys what this drama is about but it does start now you guys, it does start Wu Xuan Yi as the princess, but our werewolf is Chen Zhu Yuan, 
uh, you know, everybody's new favorite guy right now. So he is the male lead from Hidden Love. Now, I will say they have put him in some horrible costuming. Like there's like these teeth. Um, Yeah, it's not the best costuming. He still manages to make it work. And he's not in that costume all the time. Uh, He does have another counterpart that looks human. So you know, he's not in, you know, his werewolf uh, form all the time. Uh, but, you know, he he's, I, I'm just enchanted by him anyways. And I feel like he's very sweet in this one as well, even though he's not meant to be, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, so the MDL description for this reads, Princess Chi Pa wakes up to find herself abducted into the fantastic unsurreal world of the Beast Turning Tribe. She is forced into becoming the bride of the Beast Turning King, Q, uh, Q, Mu, Q Mulong. Despite Chi Pa's repeated attempt, attempts to escape, her life is further disrupted by a man named Li Xiong. Li Xiong only appears during the day and Q Mu Lang only appears at night. And beknownst to Chi Pa, she has stumbled upon a shocking secret of the beast turning tribe. As, mis- as mischievous and lively as she is, Chi Pa gradually finds her way into the heart of the domineering wolf king. How will the beauty and the beast fall in love? A journey filled with laughter, sweetness, and heart-wrenching moments is about to unfold. Now, I will say, you, this is a comedy at heart. And if the comedy doesn't land with you, then you're probably not going to necessarily like this. It's not a drama that, you know, is going to be big on lots of angst. There's barely any of that. It is very much a comedy. It is very much, there's those moments where you're just like, what are you doing? But like, it's funny. And so, you know, I, the only thing I will say I am not quite yet feeling the chemistry, the full chemistry between the male lead and the female lead. Now, I don't know if this is because, again, I've just seen him in Hidden Love and the chemistry there was so damn good that now it feels a little um, lackluster uh, in this one. Uh, So I don't know if this is an after effect of that or if it's... um, you know, the drama itself, because I have seen this male lead in other dramas and I know he can do chemistry. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. But I also feel like it's very early days and, you know, our female lead is still very much trying to run away from him, at least from the episodes that I've watched. I am a little behind on this one. I feel like I may be up to maybe episode 10, I think, maybe. Um, Episode 10, yeah. So I'm up to episode 10. So I'm a little behind because I think there's quite a few more uh, episodes aired. But I will say, I just have a lot of fun while watching this. I laugh a lot. So it's working for me. But it may not work with you. You have to go in with the expectation of this is definitely like a comedy and it does not take itself seriously at all. So that's the kind of drama this is. Um, So yeah, that's uh, The Princess and the Werewolf. The next one that I'm watching is a drama called Butterfly Lover. And yes, it is. it really is Butterfly, which I just find, I don't know. But yeah, Butterfly Lover, and it stars Rain Lu and Zhao Yi Chin. Now, I will say, guys, this drama has one of the best opening scenes I have seen. It is stunning. Like, the cinematography in this is stunning, especially for something that is supposed to be, like, a lower-budget short drama. I was really amazed. Um, 
But basically, this drama is a short episode. They're only about 20 minutes per episode. Uh, I mean, yeah, 20 minutes, and it's going to be 22 episodes. So it is a short formatted drama. And the story is um, it reads from my drama list inspired by the romance of Liang uh, Shangbo and Zhu Yingtai. The story revolves around two lovers who will, will overcome all obstacles to remain together. Ling Shangfang is an Honorable general and has been in passionate marriage with his wife for the past three years. However, a strange disturbance hits their city on their third anniversary, and madmen run wild in the town, attacking innocent citizens violently. Ling Changfang leaves his wife behind, protected uh, the people, but when he returns, finds that his wife has been infected by this phenomenon. He refuses to reveal this as he knows that anyone who turns mad will be killed. He keeps her by his side in secret while trying to solve the cause of the frightful phenomenon so basically it's kind of like this poison of sorts that's going around that makes people kind of like i feel like almost i don't know zombie like vampire like um so it's kind of like this and he is trying to find a cure now what i really appreciate is that this this couple is married from episode one straight away you are going straight into a married couple and not like an arranged marriage nothing like that no 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 you're going into like a loving marriage couple and i'm like this is new this barely ever happens in chinese dramas or dramas at all that at least are the ones that i've watched so i that's you know a fresh new take and there's this beautiful scene and it's towards the end of episode one and basically the madman as they're calling it is basically all of these women dressed in red and it's snowing and it is stunning because it's like these contrasting colors it's really really beautiful uh really beautifully shot even though it's meant to be like this violent um you know kind of scene so the reason why i knew this was kind of like the reason why i was intrigued to check this one out is because of the director this is the director his name is zhang Qingji, and he has kind of become well known well at least to me well known because of his short format dramas he did the chinese drama the killer is also romantic which is one of my favorite short dramas uh, but he also did a familiar stranger which again another short format drama which i really really loved and you know he did dramas like provoke and things like that so i really really enjoying his i really enjoy his work uh, and this one is no exception like it is shot really really stunningly so I I am quite behind on this one but I do intend to catch up this weekend because coming up I think not this week coming but in two weeks time I want to do a you know one of my fire rapid reviews uh and basically I want to do a final review on this one so I won't say too much more but I really really am enjoying it a lot uh the one that we're coming up to next it is a korean drama and it is a the korean drama the real has come i have spoke about it before it is the family drama 50 episodes two episodes a week i am a couple of episodes behind but at this point i'm so frustrated with this drama and the reason why i haven't dropped it is because i am past the halfway point and i'm like i'm 30 well five episodes in at this point like i i just want to make it to the end um so i will keep watching it but i'm very frustrated with it and i know i'm not the only one because i know a lot of people like that are also watching are just like drama come on it's like it's the characters are so frustrating at this point the only 
the thing that I really enjoy is the main couple. And now we've seemed to gotten to the point where they have broken up again. So I'm just like, I can't deal with this. So I've taken a little break. I might just wait until it's completed or closer to completing and kind of like just binge through so I can get through a bunch of it, you know, at the same time. So we shall see. And finally, the last drama on my currently watching is the Korean drama Heartbeat. And I'm watching that on Amazon Prime. And it stars Ok Taekyung and Woon Ji-an, uh, Yoon Soo-hee and Park Kang-hyun. And I am really behind on this one. I'm like on episode 5 and I think there's 10 episodes out already. So I've fallen really, really behind. I've been seeing a lot of clips for this one. Basically, a vampire wants to turn human and he has to sleep for a hundred years in a coffin and he gets woken up early and you know shenanigans ensue uh so basically i i i feel like Tekyon was born for this role i you know i feel like he's having a lot of fun with it and it comes through on the screen um i haven't really as of episode five i haven't really like seen too much a lot a lot of the um you know chemistry there was a really good kiss scene really good kiss scene i think episode two or episode three which was crazy to me that there was such like there was a kiss scene so early on in the uh episode you know in the series uh but yeah i don't have a lot to say about this one i'm just enjoying it for the hijinks like it's fun I'm sure it'll get more serious because it is 16 episodes, so I'm sure lots more will happen. And I feel like um, there's a lot more, like, angsty things coming up. But as of yet, I'm just enjoying it for, like, the, you know, fun that it is right now. Uh, And that's it. That is everything I'm watching right now. Now... The last category is completed dramas in July. (laughs) And guys, I have three dramas. That is it. I don't know what happened. Um, Well, actually, no. I have five dramas. Two are coming out of my on hold list. So that's why they're on, you know, different tab. But... The first one, Hidden Love, it, you know, stars Zhao Lushi and Chen Zuyan. Like, guys, I did a three-hour podcast review. I'm not going to touch this anymore. I loved it. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Go watch it. Seriously, just trust me on this. I absolutely loved it. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't even think I can convey how much I loved it. I scored this one five teacups. Is it perfect? No. But you guys know that at this point, five teacups means that it's those dramas that are so damn special to me that like I I I will ignore the problems with them because I love them that much. This one has definitely become a comfort watch for me. Um, I just loved it. I really, really did. The next one is When I Fly Towards You. It is, again, Yoku drama. It is stars Zhu Yiran and Zhang Yi. And I scored this one a 4.5 teacups. I am not going to mention this too much because I do want to do a review on this one. It'll be on the Fire Rapid reviews coming up in two weeks. So listen out for that. It is coming. So that's why I won't touch this one. Just know that I loved it. It is a very sweet, youthful, you know, drama. So I really, really enjoyed it. Can't wait to talk about it in, you know, a couple of weeks. You will be listening to that. And then the last one is a drama called Fish Show You. And I think I spoke about it last time we did the Currently Watching. It is a little bit of a bonkers show. Quite low budget, to be honest. Uh, It is Yoku drama again. Yoku has just been, like 
pumping out hit after hit. Like, I don't understand what's happening in the water at Yoku, but keep him coming because I, I am very happy with them. And this one, this stars Gala, Zanga, and Tangmin. And I actually scored it at 2.5 teacups. Like, I don't know. This one was just one that I ended up watching. Would I recommend it? I'm not sure I would. <laughs> so that's why it's a lower score. Now, for my on-hold update, I did finish two dramas. I pulled out F4 Thailand. Guys, I can finally say I have seen one of the versions of Boys Over Flowers fully like I, I have. I have. Uh, has it enticed me to go and watch any other? No, not really. Is the story toxic as heck? Yes. <laughs> did I sit and binge it in... 24 hours? I did. I did. So take that as you will. I was like pondering how to score this drama because the thing is, realistically speaking, it is toxic, but the characters do grow and there is some growth there and there is this like underneath of like friendship and whatnot. Now, a lot of bad stuff happens. <laughs> a lot of bad stuff happens that isn't necessarily healthy by any means. Um, so I was, you know, but again, I just kept watching and like watching and pressing play on the next episode and kept watching. So I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those, like, if you guys have watched this, let me know what you think because, um, you know, it's those stories that you know they're not necessarily good but they got you hooked and watching like I binged the heck out of this drama so yeah I ended up scoring I ended up you know going with three teacups and thinking that's gonna be that uh, and then the next one that I finished up this month was it is is a Japanese drama and it is silent I finally finished silent guys I can't believe it took me this long to actually get around to it but again I actually binged this in an afternoon and I loved watching it this way just like pressing play after and after now I ended up scoring it a 3.5 teacups. Um, I I don't know. I really loved it. I wouldn't say I really, really loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. But I it wasn't one of those dramas that I like. I absolutely loved. I think there was a lot of emotion there and a lot of things. And it was acted really, really well, especially like the main couple. I feel like, you know, it was really, really well told, like acted from them. I just feel like, I don't know, it could almost been a little bit shorter because there was a lot of time where you didn't necessarily need um, what was happening on screen, at least to me personally. But again, I still did really, really enjoy it. So... I ended up scoring it at 3.5 teacups, which out of five, that's more than like half. That's still a really, really good score from me. So I think that's like equal to an eight or an 8.5 on MDL. So that's quite high, I still think. Um, so I did really, really enjoy it. There was just like a couple of niggly things. Um, so yeah, I felt like the pacing was a little bit off. Uh, but I think it worked slightly better that I binged it rather than watched it weekly. If I had watched it weekly, I think I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did uh, because I binged it. But that does mean I do still have a couple of dramas left on my on hold list. And that is the drama, Korean drama Prison Play book I know this like I don't even know how I'm gonna finish this by the end of the year like I feel like I need to pull it out and just start watching an episode at a time because these episodes are hecking long and it's gonna take me a while so I, that that may be the next one that I pull uh, just to watch like an episode 
every now and again uh hopefully it's a drama i can do that with uh so the next one that i have left on my on hold list is through the darkness the blue whisper the rational life oh no here comes trouble i can't believe that's still on there but i feel like i just want to binge that one so i am gonna sit and binge through that one and then the last one is to ship someone um those are so i've got one two three four five six so we're down to six on my on hold list so i i'm quite proud we started out i think with nine all right so we're down to six and the funny thing is i've removed a couple and i've added a couple clearly um but we are having progress so that is it that is my currently watching episode i i I feel like this was a very waffly, very rambly, very random episode. So I hope you guys still enjoyed it. Um, it's just been a, you know, one of those weeks for me. So I feel like I just wanted to say, sit and do like more of a chill episode, kind of like more of a chatting episode. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, and that is it. What are you guys watching? Come and let me know on any of the socials or anything like that. Patreon, everything is linked in the description. Discord, all of the links are available there for you. Check them out. And I hope your corner of the world is treating you well. And I shall see you next week for another episode. Bye. This has been another episode of the Tea and Soju Asian Drama Podcast. I'm your host, Liliana, and you can come and chat to me on Instagram, Tea and Soju Pod, all one word, and on Twitter, Tea underscore Soju underscore Pod. You can also email me at Tea and Soju Podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider joining Patreon for extra content. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please help by rating and reviewing wherever you listen to help others find this drama corner. I'll leave everything linked in the description notes. See you next time for more Asian drama chatter.